Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We'll chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. So if you have any questions about anything that you've heard us talk about, please email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. And today is May 6th. And we've got a guest that we've uh, had before, Tony Couch, who is the uh, territory sales manager with Subzero Wolf is going to talk about something that I think is very apropos for this time of the year. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for coming by. Well, thanks for having me. Always. Matter of fact, we did a podcast. It was more than a year ago. I think you're due. I am due, I think. And I do want to give a commercial to us because you and I did a fantastic video that is on uh, my YouTube channel, Nancy Hugo uh, CKD. And that was a great video. We did uh, run around your showroom in Scottsdale. What'd you think about that video? I thought it was great. I think it really, one of the reasons why I think it's a popular video is it really shows people the advantage that we offer customers in this market to come and be able to see everything and to build their dream kitchen so that they get exactly what they want. What I like is that you have the demo classes and also the interactive classes, which I've sent many of my customers to. Yeah, and, and uh, honestly, we, we uh, keep increasing the amount that we have. It, they're becoming more and more popular. We now have a full-time chef that works on board with us. So, Daniel. Yep, Daniel, and he does a great job of really showing the true benefits of everything in the Wolf and Sub-Zero family. The problem is the, the classes fill up too fast. That's why we're adding more. I know. Thank you for doing that. Well, today, I was thinking because... It is, well, the summer's approaching, although we are in Arizona, like everybody knows, and summer's here, and we've already hit 100 today, I think. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. But what I wanted to talk about was outside kitchens. That's become so popular, especially if you live in an area where you can enjoy the weather. Um, We, even though we hit 100 and go above that, we do spend a lot of time outside. Usually our patios have misters and fans, probably in certain parts of the country. You're laughing at us, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I do want to mention that um, I was excited about us talking about outdoor kitchens because I am going to be involved in a super silent auction at the Phoenix Botanical Garden where I'm offering my services uh, to the lucky winner um, so that I can design an outdoor kitchen for them. So where do we start? Somebody wants an outdoor kitchen, where do you start? Well, you know, I mean, uh, the biggest thing that it comes down to from an outdoor kitchen is, number one, you know, is it built to last? Because you can get a very inexpensive outdoor kitchen. Uh, There's a lot of them out there. And, again, everything that Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove make are all made to last 20 years. So even when we go to outdoor product, which can face some of the the heat and the weather, we still put it to the test to last 20 years. And so, because again, we want this to be an investment, not just something that you buy and have to buy again a few, few years later. So will all of your products last in this wonderful summer heat that we have in Arizona? They do, actually. Uh, you know, uh, for instance, one of the great things I love, uh, uh, one of the pieces I have in my backyard that is just, I didn't really believe it till I had one, was that our refrigerator actually gets to and holds 34 degrees, even when it's 110 degrees outside. So literally, I'm in my pool, it's hotter than blazes outside, and I went to my refrigerator and grabbed a bottle of water, and it was 34 degrees just refreshing cold and i joke about it but there's a difference between a 34 degree beer and a 38 degree beer 
And so when you jumped out of the uh, pool, did you have a thermometer to test this, Tony? I, at that point, I did not, but uh, <laughs> we have actually tested it in our showroom right. uh, to, to show that it does get to an hold because our refrigerator is always plus or minus a degree. So if we set your refrigerator at 34 degrees outside, it will get up to about 34 and a half and down to 33 and a half degrees. So it holds a very tight, uh, strict hold, and that has to do with our thermostats and our compressors. Well, that's good. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about outdoor kitchens is because a lot of people think an outdoor kitchen is just a barbecue or maybe they have an ice chest somewhere on the patio. We're going to talk about all the elements that would make the perfect outdoor kitchen, and you bringing up the refrigerator is definitely, I think, a necessity in an outdoor kitchen. Uh, The last thing you want to do is send your kids in to go get your Coke or to get the ketchup or whatever. So I think a refrigerator goes hand-in-hand with the barbecue. I think it does. I think it really, you know, it's it's about completing your kitchen outdoors because you have this beautiful Sub-Zero Wolf kitchen inside that was designed beautifully. And you can take that same brand language out into your outdoor kitchen and you can have a fully functioning kitchen to where you don't have to go back and forth. You can take the whole family outdoors. So let's just talk a little bit more about the refrigerator. Is there a um, compartment for ice cubes? Um, there's not. Um, so you have two different versions of the refrigerator. You have the refrigerator with the side swing door. Mm-hmm. So just like a, a dorm-like refrigerator where right. you swing the door open. And 24 right to left. Yep, 24 right to left. And then you have 24-inch drawers. So we just actually about a year ago came out with 24-inch outdoor drawers. So you can actually put your beverages in, long neck bottles or bottle of water on the top with your uh, cans of soda and everything on the bottom. Or you can also use it for all of your condiments or your salad or you're going to keep your potato salad cold while you're out there you don't want to take the chance god forbid leave it outside and you have to keep that cool so i can see using that for a lot more than just beverages exactly okay so then where do i get my ice well we we do have an outdoor ice maker again it's ul approved up to 110 degrees so anything you know really under a cover even when it's 120 degrees outside your your covered area that you generally cook in usually is about 95 to 105 degrees but it will actually make the clear ice cubes uh sub-zero clear ice cubes up to 110 degrees and how many pounds per what what's the capacity on that though generally you're looking at 50 to 60 pounds in a 24-hour period obviously that differs a little bit in the summer because as the ambient temperature is warmer takes a little bit longer to freeze the cube solid but you're still going to get about 40 pounds a day that you can produce so that that can cover one large party so can you shut that ice maker off between parties or if you didn't want it constantly spitting out ice cubes You definitely can. We actually have a lot of winter visitors that come down for the winter, turn their ice machine on, and then use it, and then they'll turn it off and uh, prep it for when they're not home. So for installation, just a quick question on do you need the floor drain, or how is this going to work? Either or. You can either do a floor drain with a gravity, or you can do a pump and pump it into a sink or, or otherwise. So there's two different versions that you can use. Which leads me to that important question. If your kitchen, outdoor kitchen, doesn't have a sink, we've got a problem. So... If you are designing this yourself, we've already given you some of the more important uh, items to include in that. But don't forget the sink. You certainly don't want to touch raw chicken and then not have a place to wash your hands. (laughs) So that, to me, is just a safety thing. It's common sense. So, so far, we have a refrigerator. You can either have the door or the two drawers. And can one of those drawers be turned into a freezer? 
Not at this time, not yet. See, I'm reading other people's minds, so I knew that, but I had to ask the question. So we have a refrigerator, an ice maker, a sink. Um, what else do we have? I think that was that was it. Yeah, we, we don't have a sink yet. So if you're no, doing well, a, no, an outdoor but, sink. But they but, can always get a sink yep, from you bet, their uh, plumbing things put out supply. There. Well, obviously, you know, you have a side burner. So if you wanted to be able to do large stock, you wanted to boil water for, let's say, corn on the cob, or you wanted to do pasta and maybe do shrimp and pasta, that you have a side burner that you can utilize that uh, has. So you can integrate this into your uh, countertop. And what is the width of that? Um, 18? 13 inches. 13. Yep, 13 That's inches wide. That's an odd wide. number. It is an odd number, but it's, it's again, it's, it's about space. So when you're talking, most outdoor kitchens aren't like a normal kitchen as far as right. how big they are. So when you can fit the 13-inch, it's got the insulation on the side so you can build it in. has the bullnose front just like our barbecue. So is so that gas? Yep. Is that an LP? It's LP or natural gas, yeah. Okay. Um, and then everything is covered in stainless steel. You can't have colors. Right. No colors in the barbecue at this time. So, I mean, and so the last piece that we're really looking at is the barbecue, which is which I was going to save for later. I oh, wanted later. to talk about L, uh, LED lights, and well, if you haven't migrated from your old light bulbs to LED lights, I think now's a good time to do it. Matter of fact, you're really behind if you haven't done it. So if you have any questions on LED lighting or what's best for your house, I would suggest that you go to shoppremier.com. The people over at Premier Lighting are experts in uh, answering your questions. So I definitely would visit shoppremier.com and get those LED lights in your house. You're going to see a big difference. So now we can talk about the burner. Well, there we the go. The barbecue. Well, you know, I, th- I think one of the key tie-ins that's kind of a fun thing is that our barbecue does have LED lights that actually gl- glow down on the controls. And, you know, there's nothing worse than going out to cook in your barbecue. And with, you a with a flashlight? With a flashlight or one of those helmets with the light in the front of it. You know, you don't need that anymore because you have your controls are lightly lit with LED lighting so that uh, even when you go back and forth in and out, you can see where your controls are in the front of your barbecue. Which, again, when you first see the barbecue, that's the first thing you notice at night. But really, you know, one of the things I talk about with our barbecue, because there's three key things I think that everybody listening agrees that if they've had a barbecue they didn't like, it frustrated them. One was that it flared up a lot. You had a lot of flare-ups, you know, so you couldn't do 80-20 hamburger without literally babysitting it with a water bottle. What's an 80-20 hamburger? That's 80% fat, 20% lean, I think. So it's oh. a lot more fat than it is lean, and so it has more juice. So more when you're dripping. barbecuing it, you, oh, okay. you get more grease. So that's a, that's an 80-20 hamburger. Uh, the, the second one is that, um, again, the lighting, because going out and trying to barbecue in the dark, you know, it isn't fun for anybody, but having not only the lights on the controls, but having two halogen lights on the inside, just like your refrigerator, when you open up the door, the lights turn on. And when you shut the door, the lights turn off, but you open it up and it illuminates the entire cooking surface so that you can see what you're doing out in the barbecue. And the third one is nothing is more frustrating than going to start your barbecue and the clicker, I call it, the clicker, the click, 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 it doesn't start. Because so that your would be an electric system, ignition? Electric ignition, okay. exactly. And so those three things, I think, are three areas that really frustrate consumers. And when Wolf designed their barbecue, those were three of the key things they talked about. One was the flare-up. And so we have a briquette system where the briquettes are locked into place. They're ceramic briquettes, so they're not, you know... Um, Normal briquettes, they're ceramic, but they're hollow, and they cover most of the cooking surface. There's a little bit of space between them to allow direct heat, but most of the heat is what we call radiant heat. 
it's absorbing into that briquette. And then that heat, so when you're cooking and grease hits those briquettes, that nice smoke flavor comes back up into your barbecue, allowing you not having to babysit your food, but also allowing true barbecue flavor without a lot of... Uh, burning or or uh, charring of the food so do they ever have to be replaced they don't actually what's fun is they're in place so if you ever get them like full of grease from cooking a lot you literally just take them and flip them over start the barbecue and just like a self-cleaning oven that heat is so hot that it'll go through and it'll actually incinerate all of the stuff on the barbecue grates and then you just brush it off with a brush and you're done well, you know what? I was thinking, this is stupid, but what if you took your briquettes and put them in your outdoor dishwasher? Could you do that? I wouldn't recommend it because okay. uh, when you have a lot of moisture with the briquettes, it, it tends to change some of the, the characteristics of the briquettes. Okay. So, so I, keep I, them out of the yeah. dishwasher. But we do have an outdoor dishwasher. ASCO, which is one of our family of brands that we distribute in North America, has the only UL-approved outdoor dishwasher. So if you're one of those people that don't like paper plates and want to have you know dishes outside, you can actually have dishes, leave them outside in one of our dry storage bins, and then put them in the dishwasher to clean them when you're done. So is that 24 inches or do the... 24 the, inches. Okay. Okay. So far. And we did forget to mention the measurement of the ice maker. Is that 15? That's 15. Correct. Okay. So we've got 24 inch for the refrigeration and 24 inch for the dishwashers and 15 inch for the ice maker, 13 inch for the side burner. And so now we can talk about the dimensions of the grill, which I know varies. So go for it. You bet. So obviously we start with this, the small version, a 30 inch gas barbecue. Again, you could get it in natural gas or LP. Just make sure you LP order LP is wide for the people who don't know. Uh, liquid propane. Um, so if you don't have access to natural gas, uh, you can do LP, not, uh, liquid propane. And just make sure you order it that way when you order the barbecue. Converting right. it can be done, but it's a very expensive process. So you want right. to make sure you order it that way. You also have a 36-inch, a 42, and then all the way up to a 54-inch barbecue. So did somebody figure out how many hamburgers you can lay on a 30-inch versus a 54? I mean, what's the advantage? Bigger is better? You know, you're right. Uh, Bigger is better. Um, One of the true advantages from a 30 to a 36, 42, and 54 is when you get into the 36, you get the infrared burner. So 30 is the only one who doesn't have the infrared? Yeah, 30, because it's so small, they can't fit an infrared burner on the side. Tell me, what's the advantage of an infrared burner? Well, an infrared burner, uh, a lot of people will call it a sear burner. Uh, because infrared heat actually does a better job than radiant cooking as far as being able to penetrate and and cook through uh, proteins, large proteins, even vegetables. And so this infrared sear burner, you could sear your steaks or your fish and then move it over to a regular burner. Or like if you're doing tuna, you can literally just sear the tuna and pull it off because you don't need to cook it any further. And the, the the infrared will actually do a better job of searing without cooking through. Um, we also have an infrared rotisserie. So again, when you're talking cooking, those of you that know rotisserie cooking, our rotisserie does two things. One, it's infrared. So as that turkey or, or bird or whatever you're rotisserieing, roast beef, roast beef even, yeah, yeah. Uh, pig, you know, you name it, ham, oh, yeah. all pig. those types of things. Uh, it actually, as it's going around, it's actually absorbing that infrared heat as it's rotating great part about our rotisserie is it's not weight balanced if you've ever seen a rotisserie that it gets to the top and then and it, it drops, drops down, down yep you know ours doesn't do that ours actually just stays very consistent as it's rotating around so that you get perfectly even cook 
all the way around so you don't get one part. So is there the a other. motor that controls the spit where you then are having your meat turn? Correct. Yep. There's a motor that attaches to the side of the barbecue. Okay. So that, as a side note, I don't eat meat. So I'm sitting here asking you questions of, that I think would be important <laughs> and interest to people who do yeah. eat meat. So help me out here. No, you, but no you're right though. It is. It's, it, there's a motor. It's attachment to you can take off when you're not using it and then you just put it on there, put the spit through and then you can rotisserie different heights too. So. so so the spit, I guess, is strong enough so it can hold, what, a 20-pound turkey? I think but it's even larger But then you've got to have yeah. some uh, teeth in there, some grabbers yeah. or connections yep. to hold it. Is there anything else you can use that spit for besides a big hunk of meat or you can't put a fish on it? No. Uh, you, I mean, Two you lobsters probably, and tie them on you there? You probably could or, you know, if you wanted to do... A large base, like if you want to do a full zucchini or whatever, you could do that because you could put the spit through the middle. Just have to be a very large, you know, vegetable. But most of the time, the rotisserie is going to be used for meat. Yeah. Okay. Um, But then the, you know, the second thing was talking about was the lighting and being able to Mm -hmm. see everything going. But the last one, the Wolf Barbecue is equipped with what's called glow plug ignition. So if anybody's familiar with diesel engines and how like a diesel truck starts, there's not you don't hear the ignition turning because you actually push the button in and the valve fills with flame and then when you turn the gas on it the the glow plug it glows to a very hot and then it introduces gas into that chamber and lights the barbecue so you I don't wish this was a video because you guys are listening you're listening to him but you're missing all his hand actions <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, you know, it's just there's, there's no moving parts. And, again, uh-huh. if something's outdoors and it's always in the elements, like a normal clicker ignition, electronic ignition, you hear the clicking. That's a moving part. Right. There's no moving parts to a glow plug ignition. So it's going to be reliable to start year after year after year after year. So, again, the last thing you want to do is have to go to the barbecue and you know throw a match in to try to get it to light. So what's the warranty on this? All of our outdoor products come with a one-year uh, parts and labor warranty. Um, so they're, they're fully warranted for a full year. And then you have uh, five years on parts, major components on, on the barbecue and refrigeration. Okay. So um, I, wanted to, I wanted you to explain to people who have never heard of Wolf how it started and a little bit about the company. Oh, well, yeah. So uh, obviously Sub-Zero and Wolf, and actually now Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove, um, was founded over 50 years ago as the Sub-Zero Company. Uh, we started out in refrigeration. Obviously, many of you have probably heard of Sub-Zero Refrigeration, and it's it's uh, perfecting food preservation because, again, we can hold temperatures very consistently and things like that. And now, almost 20 years ago now, um, Wolf Products came in to be where Sub-Zero purchased the rights for residential, for wolf cooking. And from the ground up, really, we took the DNA of Sub-Zero that had made us successful for years upon years and said, we want to make a cooking product that's going to be best in class. We can't call it Sub-Zero because it sounds like you're freezing your food. Right. So we said, how do we create a brand that's equally as awesome as Sub-Zero and make it in the cooking realm? And so Wolf became the brand that came out of that allowing us to now have best-in-class in cooking, not only on the inside kitchen with your wall ovens and your cooktops, but also now in your outdoor kitchens. So, again, you can have Sub-Zero Wolf quality and performance throughout your entire home. And for those people who don't know, I think all of the products are made in America, aren't they? 
Most. Most all are made in America. Well, we have we have most. some Yeah, I'd probably say ninety seven percent of the stuff we make is made in North America. We have some outsourced products like some fancy hoods. Again, we're not experts at making so you your know, ventilation hoods. Would some be of it. Some of it, yeah. yeah. And so but most everything, all of the sub zero products are made in, in North America. And so we have uh, sub zero products are and then majority of the wolf products are made in Madison, Wisconsin. So which is a great place if you don't go in the winter because I have been there and it's beautiful. We did talk a little, you just touched on ventilation, and I wanted to talk about what kind of ventilation somebody needs for a big grill on their outside kitchen. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of times, again, if you're, if you're creating a kitchen environment outside, generally you may have a wall behind the area that you want to put your barbecue. Even if there's nothing above it, you, you have a wall next to it. And so we now have UL-approved outdoor uh, ventilation for you to be able to put over your barbecue so you you know you can pull all the smoke and grease up so that it doesn't dissipate and especially like if you have it in a, a covered uh, gazebo area or things like that smoke can tend to rotate back in and then if it gets grabbed by your ceiling fan it like saturates the room with smoke well a, a vent will actually pull all that smoke out and remove it from the area but also it protects it from if you you know if you ever do have a flare up or anything or something yeah. it protects the walls and stuff. I think the best place is away from the house, but that's just me. Uh, a lot of people are building outdoor kitchens that have overhangs where people can sit there with their uh, stools. I mean, it's a lot of times it's bigger than their inside kitchen if they you know if that's their lifestyle. But now that we've talked about the appliances, I want you to talk about the different components for storage that Sub-Zero, or I'm sorry, that Wolf has uh, offered. Yeah, so, so... To match everything. Exactly. So when you're taking your kitchen outdoors, you want to be able to have storage, number one. So you have dry storage uh, uh, doors, so you can do dry storage throughout your outdoor kitchen. We also have access doors because, again, anytime you deal with gas, you want to make sure you always have access for quick shutoff for the valves and things for your gas barbecue. So making sure that you have access doors is very important. You have a paper towel so that you have a paper towel holder that shuts and stays out of the elements, but then you have capability. After you've washed your hands in the sink, you now have paper towels to dry your hands off with. And you have a garbage uh, receptacle area. Receptacle area. So you have a pull-out bin for garbages. So, again, just giving that convenience without having to leave the garbage out sitting somewhere in your beautiful kitchen, you can actually have it behind a stainless steel compartment and kind of keep it away from bugs, too, because, again, flies and things like that. And all of these are stainless steel. All of these are stainless steel. Are they stainless steel inside and out? There's no wood? No wood. That'd be great for Florida. You know how they have such high humidity? You people in Florida, think about this. Yep. And then you have drawers, too. So if you like your barbecue tools and things like that, to keep them from just sitting on top of the counter, you actually have a place to put your stuff. Right. So when I'm designing an outside kitchen, the whole thing is to, once you bring your food outside, stay there. Don't keep going back and forth into the house. Okay, I forgot the ketchup. I got to get the paper towel. Now I got to get the dishes. Everything should be there ready for you to entertain, right? I totally agree. Because, you know, again, like you, the key word was entertain. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times when you're barbecuing, it's because you have people over and you're outdoors. So the last thing you want to do is leave your guests outside and have to run into the house to grab something. If you can bring everything out at once, have your, like you said earlier, your potato salad or your condiments in the refrigerator and then be able to cook. And then when you're ready to eat, you literally pull it out and eat right there. And you have your plates, you have your sink, all of those things are ready for you to eat outdoors so that you're enjoying and entertaining so that, you know, as our new phrase that you're going to hear a lot this year, live deliciously. You can live deliciously outdoors, not just indoors. 
That sounds good to me. I think um, I've got a job where I have to do an outside kitchen, and I think all I have to do is go to the showroom and uh, pick all the items, put it together. So if anybody out there is looking for somebody to design an outside kitchen, I say go to a professional because there's a lot of things that you might miss, all the connections and how to prepare for what you need You don't want to get this whole thing put together and then, oh, I forgot this electric outlet or the uh, tank for the LP. Where am I going to put that? So definitely use a designer uh, who is professional and knowledgeable in all of these things. One last question, Tony. Can I go to your showroom and uh, play with the barbecue? Do you have one in there? We do. The barbecue on the main floor is not live, but you can definitely see all the components and touch and feel the quality of oh, it. Oh, that's good. If you want to, we do have a barbecue card out back that we can light up if you really want to see it. And again, to the point you talked about earlier, we do have outdoor barbecue classes to show people the benefits of our barbecue. And I think there's one coming up here in the next couple of weeks where we actually show the benefit of the barbecue. Um, but I'll take fish. You can. We definitely Dan take special orders. It. But the cool part is, is this is the same in all of the Sub-Zero Wolf showrooms sure. around the country. So your listeners in Florida, if they go down to the Miami showroom, they can see this outdoor kitchen. And every year it expands. We're expanding more and more into this outdoor world because, again, more and more people want to spend time outdoors, at least that live in weather that can deal with it. You don't want to live out, live outside in Wisconsin in the winter, I don't think. You know, but. I mean, more and more people are, are reading articles about how to increase the living space in your house, and it's to go outside. But I've got to tell you a funny story. I used to live in New Jersey, and it was around, I don't know, February, and the snow's coming down, and my neighbor is over there barbecuing with his winter <laughs> gloves and his hat, but he's out there barbecuing. He's not going to let anything stop him. So even though there's snow coming down, a lot of people do like the taste of the uh, barbecue food. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then you're outside. You're getting fresh air. Even if it's cold outside, you're getting some fresh air. And... I was saying really cold, though. Yeah. I mean, it was like 30 degrees. That is that is cold. I'm surprised the barbecue got hot enough. But I know. but you know, again, yeah. everybody likes to do what they like to do because I see people in Arizona barbecuing when it's 115. So oh, you know, yeah. well, that's what I said before. We have misters, we have fans, and we're used to having a little bit of heat. Yeah. I mean, nobody goes out there when it's 120. And yes, if you heard me say 120, you're right. We have had days not a lot. But that's what keeps us on the map. That's the good conversation point. Oh, my God, how do you live in weather like that? Hey, it's easy. That's why a lot of people are moving to Arizona, so they can have their outside kitchen. That's right. And it's going to be a Sub-Zero Wolf kitchen. (laughs) Yes, it is. Hey, I want to thank you for going through all this just in time for people to start planning their outside kitchen to enjoy the summer. But they can here. They can enjoy it all year round. But for the people in that cold weather area... You know, they can start doing it. It doesn't take that long to put one together, right? It doesn't. Not at all. Wow. So thank you again. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, thank you again. What are you going to do? Go home and barbecue now? I I am not going to barbecue today because my backyard is being built right now. So and it does have Sub Zero Wolf appliances in of it. Of course. And so I miss my barbecue. I've been I bought a new house, so I'm missing my barbecue because I have one at my old house. And but once it's in there, yes, I'll be out there barbecuing every day. Then we'll have a happy Tony, right? That's right. Good. Hey, thanks again for stopping by. 
I want to uh, let people know that if they like these podcasts, please share them with your friends. We, there's a plethora of information in every one of these podcasts. Now, an easy way to listen is to download the app, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, and go to your app store, download it, and then under search, put in Home Design Chat with Nancy. As soon as that pops up, you hit subscribe, and you won't miss any of the new podcasts because I do publish podcasts every single week, so not to miss any. So until the next podcast, thank you for listening, and have a great day. 